This is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 47, Delicious Dating with Cynthia D'Amour. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 47 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keep the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. Today's topic is people skills, relationship building, and dating. Yes, you heard that right. But before we dive into that, I want to give a shout out to Pixeshu, I hope I say that right, for leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcast. He or she wrote, Don't we all need Connie's help? Solid and succinct advice on what to do to declutter one's life. Right now is perhaps the best time to do just that, given we can't really go anywhere. I'm putting some of your ideas to use already, Cleaning my office space so that it is the perfect environment to create my art. Thank you for addressing this important topic. You are very welcome, Big Seshu. And thank you for listening and leaving this great review for me. This does mean so much. And I'm not just saying this. It took quite a bit of courage for me to start this podcast back in January. But now I really love it. And so far, I met a lot of amazing people. And you might have noticed (laughs) that I always find some kind of a correlation to clutter clearing, no matter what the topic is. And that's one of my superpowers. (laughs) So if you love my podcast too, just like Picks issue, you can help me by going to Apple Podcast and write a five-star review. This will help that more people find the podcast and move from chaos to peace in their life and business. And now back to today's topic. People skills, relationship building, and dating. <laughs> Even if you're not in the dating game, you can still listen. So many gold nuggets in this conversation. I'm very excited to welcome Cynthia Damour to the show today. Her last name, Damour, literally means of love. So she's in the perfect field because she's helping successful women find love without dimming their light or settling down. Cynthia's magic strategy across all her work is to help people to put a stake in the ground for their happiness and to choose their best life, both professionally and personally. She has coached tens of thousands of leaders and spent the last 20 years keynoting at leadership conferences. But today, we're talking about leadership in a different way. We are talking about dating. Delicious dating, as Cynthia calls it. But see, even if we're talking about dating, in my eyes, it's not only or not necessarily only about dating. It's about letting go and decluttering old beliefs, limiting beliefs, outdated beliefs. It's about getting clear and authentic, which is sometimes so hard to do. And there is a reason why I talk with most of my guests about mental clutter. Because mental clutter is the hardest clutter to deal with and to get rid of. It needs way more work and is much harder than decluttering your home from some physical items. But don't you worry, there is a lot of laughter involved. Cynthia is very delightful, delicious, and funny. So now I want to say real quick, we might talk about this from the perspective of women, 
But that doesn't mean we are man bashers. We are just looking at this through the lens of women because we both are just that, women. And we're mainly talking about the outdated dating rules that we grew up with and that are still lingering around in our heads. But then again, it's not just dating rules. It's in general how we show up in relationships at home and at work. So without further ado, let's jump into this fun conversation. Welcome, Cynthia. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thanks, Connie. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled too. Juicy topic. (laughs) But before we dive in, I want to know a little bit more. Who is Cynthia and how did she get here to become an empowerment coach? Well, you know, it's just a life journey in so many ways. Um, I got on the pathway when I was in my 20s and I decided that it was time for me to meet the man I wanted to marry. And I I was the ultimate wing woman. We'd go out, you'd meet the men, I'd be there. And uh, didn't enjoy it. So I decided I was going to meet my Mr. Wright within the next year. And I didn't, I wasn't, what I was doing wasn't working. So I decided, what am I good at? I'm good at shopping. And so I became a love shopper. And went out and met 300 men in 11 months and married Mr. 301. And that just started everything. I went from, as a sort of funny joke, taught a workshop in it, and that turned into a business. I was uh, a little bit too early because I was pre-internet dating. Um, So I took all my relationship stuff into leadership, did that for 20 years, and now I'm back full-time in dating. Yeah, and I want to add, after 300 dates, you didn't just meet Mr. Wright, but you even had the right last name. I mean, that cracks me up so much. Oh, this is my destiny, right? Exactly. I mean, how could you teach anything different? (laughs) I know I get carded a lot. Is that really your name? Do you have proof? Here, look at my license. That was my question too, as you remember. (laughs) I'm like, is this this kind of like a stage name or? (laughs) Yep, I'm keeping the name no matter what happens. I mean, there's nothing that's going to (laughs) happen. I totally understand. So you do this for a long time already, this helping women uh, find Mr. Right. <laughs> I have. I, I've been doing it for over 20 years. Um, yeah, wow, that's amazing. So one of the big messages you have is that we have to break free of these outdated dating rules now. And um, what comes to my mind is, okay, what are these outdated dating rules? What do we need to declutter out of our brain? What, what beliefs do we need to let go, for okay. example? So just as a little um, precursor, the idea is that traditional dating, um, dating's been around about 100 years, and we are still dating with the same rules, the bulk of us. And back then, it was a woman needed a man to pay her bills she couldn't work, she couldn't get credit, couldn't buy a house. We no longer in that space. And so what we have to do is shift out of things like, I don't know, maybe you've heard, don't be so picky, right? (laughs) Don't be so picky. You should feel good that you got a man. At least a man's interested in you. And so the way I work with my ladies is like, oh no, you need to be picky because most women don't meet enough men. 
and they don't meet enough men and they don't hold them to standards. It's like, oh, look, there's someone, it's a man. I can, I can marry him. And then I, I'm, you know, I'm worthy, right? Because we've been taught you're nothing without a man. So, um, yeah. So one is, you know, don't be so, don't be so picky. It's like, yes, be picky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, another one. Do you want another one? Sure. Tell me another one. <laughs> okay. Another one is we've been taught to be good girls, right? Oh, yeah. Right. We always put everyone before us, worry about everybody's feelings, let everybody eat before us. And if there's just crumbs, that's okay. We'll give them to the kid next to us. <laughs> right. Or the dog comes before right. us too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you're dating and you go on a first date and this guy is like, Oh, no way. I can't stand this guy. A lot of women have been taught, well, maybe he was nervous. You need to give him another chance or a couple chances, two, three chances at least. So we've been taught to ignore our gut, which is like, oh, not me. And what happens is we keep going out with the man. And because we're women who've been taught to be good girls, we come up with stories for why he acts out in inappropriate ways, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know he's late, but oh, he's so successful, you know, and that's just really great. Um, <laughs> and we go to that space so that we can fall in love with him in spite of the fact that we know he's not our guy. Yeah, but we are trimmed that way. You know, the whole society, not just in dating. I feel like in a lot of areas we're trimmed to be, I for sure was told to be the good girl and mm -hmm. the girls are seen, not heard. I was a very wild child. They got that out of me pretty quickly. <laughs> kind of like, you can't do that. And, and just, I want to tell you a funny story because that cracks you up probably. When I was uh, younger, like I was 25 or so, and I met a guy and I went out with him a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a business guy and he would do his own ironing. He would iron his own shirts. And okay. he loved ironing. So when I went home to my mom and I just told her a little bit about the guy and I told her, oh, he's ironing his own shirts, which is perfect because I don't iron. That's something I'm not doing. She said to me, why would he need a woman then? <gasps> right? Why would he need a woman? He can iron his own shirts. Yeah. So my grandmother said the fastest way to a man's heart was through his stomach. And she yeah. was very concerned because I was a horrible cook. <laughs> I think she's hanging out with your mom. <laughs> right? Probably. You know, the other thing my mom told me, because I was a little bit of a wild child and I was running around a lot. I loved being on my bicycle and all kinds of stuff. And I would fall over and my knees would get bloody. And she said, you never find a husband with uh, ugly knees. <laughs> <laughs> So mm. I totally get what you're saying about the outdated <laughs> dating rules, or in general, we could say probably the outdated rules, how we women have to be, you know, and, and I catch myself still too, that I'm the good girl or that I'm trying to not be tricky, that I'm trying to not be complicated, that I'm one of the things I have, I don't want anybody to have to wait for me. Oh my God, like, no, no, that doesn't work because, yeah, so. Right, yeah. so, and because if they did have to wait for you, for the amazing woman who's going to be showing up for them, right? Lightning's gonna strike and you won't be able to show up because you'll be dead, because you'll be late, <laughs> right? 
that's a good one. <laughs> totally get yeah. it. So when I was poking around a little bit more on your website, I found a cool story that I would like you to share here because it, it kind of goes into, okay, what else should we do then instead of the outdated um, uh, dating rules? And you talked about uh, your experience in the ice cream parlor. So do you remember what I'm talking about? I know I wrote it, but like, I'm like totally blanking, honestly. <laughs> Where you said that you changed things on you to see how many tips oh, yes. you would get. And then you get, you got, um, you went over and, and um, found a correlation to dating in it. Well, when I was um, waiting tables there, I was perhaps a little lazy. And <laughs> I wanted to find out what was the most effective way to get money out of people's pockets for tips. And I did, I, I tested things. I had, I had um, blonde hair at the time. I dyed my, my bangs blue, did blue bangs versus blonde bangs. You know, red lipstick versus pale, heavy color versus no color. You know, my hair was in a ponytail, but when I French braided it, I got like an extra dollar an hour. And it was like going through and figuring out what was this ultimate server. And, you know, when you do that, you, you lose sight of yourself, but you, I was doing it for the good of the money. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's basically what we do in dating, no? That's a little bit what we do in dating. How how do we have to behave? How do we have to look that he likes us, no? Oh yeah. Or at least that's how it sounds a lot of times. Well, it's what we've been taught. Yeah. You know, so even something simple as where do you want to go for dinner? And you know, I was trained like a lot of my friends, hmm, I don't know what sounds good to you. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Because you want to figure out what is it, what's he interested? In? I want to make him happy. Let me be the best thing for him. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, one time my husband picked me up at the airport and I got in the car and he's like, what do you want to go for dinner? I said, I want sushi. He's like, oh, thank God. You know, and <laughs> it was just like, yes, you know, this is so easy because he had had a hard week trying to read people's minds. And when we did make people read our minds, we lose ourselves. But wait a second, because I was taught that, that the perfect guy would be able to read my mind. That was true love. It's only true love when he can read your mind. That's what I was taught by these um, teenage magazines and all the love mm -hmm. stories and the movies and everything. So you're telling me now this is not true? Well, it, you know, it's going to depend upon what you want in your relationship. If you want a relationship with Zorbo, the mind reader, perhaps, but if you want it with the real man, that sets, I mean, it's playing games. And I really, I work with my women to get them into a relationship with a partner because since we don't need the money, we don't need to tolerate. Before, when you needed a man for his wallet, then you needed to be whatever it took because that's what you brought to the relationship. But when you're looking for a partner, why would you make them try and guess? That make, would you do that at work? Mm -hmm. hmm, guess when this should be due. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, and I'm not going to tell you what I want in this report, but it's going to go up the, up the chain and your promotion is going to ride on it. But try yeah. and guess what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. some of us have had bosses like that, frankly. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it just sets you up for relationship failure. When you were learning it, it was, again, it was to get the man, let it, get him to choose you because you're so sweet and so wonderful and such a good girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can read your mind because uh, he knows exactly what every woman wants. 
It's that romanticization. Yeah. But see, what is interesting is, so I didn't grow up when we as women were not allowed to work or not allowed to have bank accounts or not allowed to do anything. So we actually, I grew up in Switzerland. We were taught to, you have your own job, you have your own career, you be your own woman. So, and still in dating, we were kind of taught, but then you have to make yourself small to fit into his mold again or something, no? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. It's very confusing. Very confusing, very confusing. And then, and then you actually do, and, and it's confusing because in the daytime in your job, you have to show up as confident at home. You have to show up as this nurturing and, and sex or, or, or in, date, in dating mainly show up as, uh, yeah, and don't be complicated. I, I remember that. Don't be complicated. And yeah, mm -hmm. don't be late. Don't be complicated. Don't let him wait. Do what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, whatever else. Yeah. A lot of the ladies I work with, they hear, don't be so intimidating. Oh, yeah. You know, don't oh, yeah. be so intimidated. Don't have an opinion. Right? How dare you have an opinion? You want a relationship with me? And we're going to be partners. But we'll, we'll be partners as long as you do everything I say. Mm -hmm. that, but I think, so I don't know how it was here in North America, but in Switzerland, even in the, in the in business world, it was sometimes that way. So the minute you, were, you knew what you knew, like I worked in finance, in controlling, and I was, I had the nickname that I'm a tough cookie mm -hmm. because I would say what I think. And I would call people out when they were saying wrong things and meetings or if they didn't do their job and stuff. So I was right away, I was the tough cookie and oh my God, it's so exhausting to, to have a discussion with you, Connie, you know? And um, yeah, that's, so we're, as women are literally told that we have to make sure that the other person feels comfortable the way we are. No, it's mm -hmm. not. Oh. And it's still true at work too, you know, for a lot of women learning to find their voice at the table or even simply going in to sit at a meeting. You ever gone to a meeting with um, men and women at it? And you'll notice the guys throw their stuff out. They, you know, cross their legs over. And what do women tend to do? Very neat, very, you know, condensed, contracted. Mm -hmm. How can you be an equal voice at the table when you are already contracted before you open your mouth? Oh, yeah. And it's very ingrained. So I remember I was already a high paid consultant. I was not even an employee. I was a high paid consultant at a marketing meeting. And I was told to get the coffee as mm. the consultant. And I'm like, excuse me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so we're, we're constantly put in there. So how do we break free? So let's get back to dating. You. I mean, thing. it's all, it's all, it, it's us women. We get these messages constantly. So like, like you said, it's very confusing. So you're fighting mm -hmm. constantly. You're fighting already in the daytime job to, to find your place without being called a bitch, <laughs> you know, or, or overly um, demanding or, whatever they, uh, lovely names they give us when we know um, and when we are confident in what we know. So now how do we do this? What is the big, how can we, how can we move from the biggest mistake making at dating, which I understand is molding ourselves or shrinking ourselves into some um, outdated um, way of being into how do we show up? How can we show up without I don't know, without giving, um, like you just said, we forget who we are without, um, and because we're so focused on the other person, how can we stay with us? Do you have any special tip? 
Well, sure. It's probably like how you might declutter a house is you figure out who the house is, yeah. right? Who are you? What's amazing about you? What brings you, what brings you pleasure? Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, I just want to be in a relationship. No, there's more to it than that. You know, I um, always talk about don't be too picky. And I work with my clients. I had 46 things. I got 42 of them. I now get my clients up to over 100 things on their list that they're looking for. And it's like getting really clear on what is this relationship that you want to have, right? Because then you can start going out and meeting people and just knowing that the best thing you can do is you be you. So I teach my ladies to look for their perfect partner, who's someone who adores them just the way they are, who supports their goals, hopes, and dreams, and makes their toes curl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you can have that little bit of something, something going on. If you yeah. spend 10, 20 years with a guy, you, got, you need all three things rolling. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as fun without the rest. But when you do that, the best thing you can do is you can just take a breath and become you. Right? Who are you? What makes you happy? What makes you tick? If men are accessories now, they're not our providers. Mm-hmm. So we get to go to a different standard. And don't have to worry about pleasing them if we go in as a partner. You know, that 40, 60, 60, 40. So it's really you being open to, first thing is getting open to the concept. And you're like, all ready to start giggling. I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) But see, I was trying not to giggle because that's exactly it. No, like you said, we have to get used to the concept, which is a sad thing in a way, no? Like we can giggle about it and we usually giggle when when we know something shouldn't be that way, no? Like it shouldn't be that we have to get used to being us, really, you know? So it's... Oh, but uh, we've been shoved down since we were little girls. I know, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's, it's so sad in a way, no? That we, <laughs> you wouldn't probably go to a guy and say, oh, you have to learn to be you. They're, they're well, um, this generalizing, but I mean, in general, they're, they're taught different, no? They, they taught that they... They matter. Their accomplishments are fantastic. Yeah, Not yeah, over yeah. on the football field. Yes, you know, we even have people cheering for them in cute outfits, you know, and if a woman were to do, a girl were to do that, we're starting to get, you know, like we support the Michigan women's basketball team for University of Michigan to be out there with the sports, but it's a very light crowd compared to when the men play. Yeah, so yeah. it's still, even though they're amazing athletes, it's well, they're women. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, you can just look also in soccer, how, how like in Switzerland, soccer is big. So men's soccer is, it comes in the news, blah, blah, blah. The, <laughs> women's soccer, you're lucky if you even know there is a women's soccer team, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yep, absolutely. But the thing is, is we can't go out and say, oh, well, men need to treat us better. Men need to do this, this, blah, blah, blah. It really is going to start from us. Oh yeah, totally. I totally agree. I totally agree. You can't go. And, and oftentimes I feel like it's, it's especially from women comes that pushback too, you know, like where, uh, where women feel like if, if some woman is very confident, I, I see it in the business world sometimes when she's very confident and everything, the other women are trying to pull her back or tear her down or f- yeah. So we definitely have to start with ourselves first. So 
Okay, so now we have dates lined up. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm. say like that. How many dates do you suggest would we need um, to find Mr. Wright? Is there, is there like, well, we all dream of for love on first sight, which is also, which is also another one of these that's concepts. Back to you know? that, that's back to that old exactly. thing, right? That's survival. So, Get the man yeah. as best as possible. So I meant 300. Y'all don't need to do that. When you get really clear on who you are looking for and who you are, um, with most of my clients, it's 30 or less. Mm -hmm. Which is for a lot of women, they're like, oh my God, 30. How the heck am I going to meet 30 men? But once you really tap into the amazing woman that you are, you become a man magnet. Like I went from being the wing woman to going out in public and I would have people run to meet me. You know, I'd go to the grocery store and walk out with my groceries and a couple dates, as in the ones that bought, eat coffee, drink coffee, right? <laughs> Not the ones you eat. Um, so once you start shifting that your gears and become open, then mm -hmm. the men start showing up. So meeting 30 doesn't have to take that long. Okay, and then so do you date them parallel or one after the other? What, what do you suggest? So, you know, comparing I'm, or something? I don't know. <laughs> she's going to be a slut. Oh my God. Dating all those men. Her mother, her grandmother spinning in their graves because how could she do this, right? No. She's shopping. Don't you take, if you go shopping, you take a stack of clothes into the, the fitting room and you try them on. Mm -hmm. Same thing with men. So with most men, once you get really clear on what you want and all, you can figure out a lot in one date. You don't mm -hmm. need to go with a, I only, I met 300 men and I went on six second, to, six second dates. Okay. And I got really good at asking questions that would let me know what I wanted to know about them. Mm -hmm. And you can learn a lot by, heck, smelling somebody, right? Or, <laughs> yeah right or just looking yeah. at them or yeah. um and these sounds shallow but some of it's also your intuition you know that gut reaction yeah yeah and you know does this if um like for me one of the things i wanted to have a must have for me was a dog lover and mm -hmm. so if a man showed up and he had cat hair on his sweater the next could be a fabulous <laughs> dog, but if he's into cats and i'm into dogs i'm not going to expect him to get rid of his cats Mm. And if you would get rid of his cat in order to date me, I wouldn't date him. Yeah. You don't just dispose of an animal for a date. Yeah, I agree. So. But then you can have that cats and dogs like me. So <laughs> you right. can have both. <laughs> you can have both. I was allergic though, so I couldn't. Yeah, I yeah, know. Well, yeah. I have both. So I have both. So that works too. <laughs> so, and you need someone who enjoys animals then. Totally. I, uh, somebody who is not enjoying animals is not even getting near me. <laughs> right. So you will. That's for sure. That's for sure. When we're talking about dating, so many people confuse dating with relating because, mm -hmm. oh, I want to go, I'm not going on a date. He could be the one I'm going in this relationship to see if it works. And dating is about shopping. So the only thing you get with the date is you're going to go have coffee, you know, drinks, whatever, with a stranger to see if there's some reason to continue on. Mm -hmm. so it's like pre-qualifying if they're worth the more effort. Yeah. But so 
like just yesterday I talked with uh, with a friend of mine and she was telling me about all her horrible first dates and everything so <laughs> that's that's is that's probably not just a myth but it might be because you don't have your list beforehand and you're meeting maybe already the wrong guy for a first date or or you're staying too long or what what is your like what is your take on all these stories about oh my god the hor- horrible first date like well, or dating guys that are out of the question <laughs> right you know the first thing is the more you talk about it the more you get it right mm-hmm. if i want a red mustang to buy every place i go i see red mustangs so if you talk about how horrible the dates are you keep finding horrible dates mm-hmm. um second is that they probably are dating from traditional perspective like oh my god he could be the one and you go in there hoping it's a relationship versus mm-hmm coming from what I call delicious dating perspective, where it's like, huh, let's see what this one's like. You know, was this be a fit or not? And it's not if they're good people or bad people. It's just, is this a fit for, for me? Yeah. And if they're not, they're just an ex. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Right? So you don't need to have a real long first date. Yeah. So, so that, of course, gets the next, next question. How do you get out of a date that you know is, is like, you don't feel comfortable, like, let, let's not say you feel endangered or anything. That would be the extreme. But you just don't feel comfortable. You don't even want to spend any more minute longer there. But I was taught that's rude to leave. You probably would tell me different. So what's your take on that? Well, and I, I have some ladies I meet that they won't even, the guy they don't like ask them out for a second date and they can't turn him down because they don't want to hurt his feelings. So they go on the yeah, second okay. date because they don't mm-hmm. want to hurt his feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't like him. So mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of like a 30 minute first date. Mm-hmm. Just sort of brief in and out. And if it ends a little early, it ends a little early. I think you can tolerate most people for 20 minutes or so. Yeah. You know, if you're in danger, that's a whole different story. You get yeah, the yeah. That's why I said we don't do the yeah. danger part yeah. because yeah. let's just talk the normal uncomfortable and no this is not for me and you feel it and he's feeling it sometimes it's like oh my god and you're like yeah i know and he's like you know you can just you both agree if it's you for are not feeling it and he looks like he is feeling it you just make sure that you leave and if it's really bad you can always get a text or something right Mm -hmm. oh there's my there's my phone oh my god i'm so sorry you know but um I've got to get going earlier than I expected. Thank you for meeting me. I wish you the best. Um, you know, thank you for meeting me. This is not quite, I don't think there's a, a love connection here, but I really appreciate you making the time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the part where you say just short first dates, like 30 minutes or so, just a quick coffee date or an in and out or already. So you define it already in the beginning. You say, okay, we well, let's quickly meet for coffee just to see and then go from there. Right, because at that point, they're strangers. Yeah, yeah. Why would you give a stranger more time? Yeah, that's true. You know, and some people will say, but I met him online. We've been texting every day for months. He calls me baby. He loves me. He wants to have my first baby. You know, all that. But in reality, he's a stranger. Yeah. Unless you've been Zooming and you've done like a first date on Zoom or something like that, then that's a little different. But if you haven't met him in person yet, mm-hmm. he's a stranger. 
That's actually perfect um, cue you gave me here because my next question would have been, so, okay, how have the whole dating approaches changed since we have the pandemic? Are we doing first dates now on Zoom? That would have been my next question anyway. So let's rephrase it. I heard from some people, they say, actually, it's nicer now for women because you can meet on Zoom in the beginning. And if he's not the guy, it's easier to just say, okay, sorry, and leave the meeting than having to leave location when you meet mm-hmm. them in person. Well, sure. And it's, it's less effort and it's left less time. Um, I think you always want to be a class act because you never know who they know or who they're related mm-hmm. to, yeah, right? Yeah, that could be your, your boss's cousin or something like that and you not realize it. So mm-hmm. you want to be classy. Um, And again, the dating I'm talking about is one to find a long-term partnership. If you're Mm -hmm. just dating for, you know, um, thrills, that's a different type of dating. But for long-term partnership, Zoom can be great because the guys who want just to, you know, get it on the first date are not likely to show up. So that's another weed out thing that, oh, you know, if he doesn't show, it just means that he's more of a player. He's not my guy. Next. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm a yeah. huge fan of going fast to go fast to Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just remember like before internet, a lot of people were meeting through like they had ads in the newspaper and then they would write to each other. And, and like you just said, that doesn't mean you know each other, even though you maybe spill your heart out in a letter. When you meet the person, it's still a stranger. Mm-hmm. So do you still classify somebody as a stranger when you meet him on Zoom or is it a middle ground kind of thing? Well, if you're just meeting the first time on Zoom, then he's a stranger at that point. If you've been doing Zoom dates where you've been seeing him and then you go to in-person, still a bit of a stranger, but because you don't know, realistically, you don't know if that's actually him. You got to see who shows up, right? And so... Because sometimes people will have, if they meet you online, I've seen um, people where they've got a cousin who steps in and sits in front of the screen. Ooh. Something like that. Yeah, you just, you still don't know. (laughs) To me, that's still going to be a shorter date just to verify them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) could send their cousin to the screen. Yeah. Totally true. But they could send the cousin to the first date as well, technically. I mean, maybe you just date the cousin. Right? That can work too. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, so and then, so I'm still working on on mental, like all this mental stuff. So one of the concerns I personally would have now is if I go by the new dating rules or the delicious dating rules or whatever you want to call them, and he goes by the old, more standard dating rules, like, and then he finds that I am too bold to whatever how would you go about that then he's obviously not the guy for me no it's the next yeah yeah that's the next so that's what you're basically saying next next because every time if it takes about 30 men this way you know delicious dating strategy if it takes 30 men they're about three percent shot right because if 30 <laughs> divided to 100 three percent chance of being the one so next i'm just closer yeah. Right. It's, it's like no big deal. So when we can take the emotion out of it, then we can make better decisions. If we are going into this, like, oh my God, this is the last man on the planet. I haven't had a date in six months. And if I don't get this to work, I'm screwed. It's going to be another year till I get a date. You know, <laughs> yes. and a lot of us go into it that way. Cause we've been taught, get that guy, go fast. 
Yeah. Or I'm like, slow down and figure out if he's a fit for you. Yeah. See, I'm guilty. I always find correlations to decluttering. And what I just thought was, it's like the people who wait for the perfect weekend when they have all weekend long to clean out the garage. doesn't work that way. You will never, A, you never have a whole weekend to clear out the garage. Now, if heaven and hell come together and you do have a whole weekend that you could declutter the garage, you probably don't want it because you finally have a whole weekend. There's so much more fun stuff to do than decluttering the garage. So you have to also like, it ha it, it needs a different approach. So that's, <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm I, always find, I always find correlations to decluttering. It's so funny. Yeah, I don't totally like it. So um, quickly move on. Next, next, next. <laughs> so. Well, and if you meet somebody, you know, you stay, you keep someone in play until they're, they're a fit or they're not a fit. So say I go on a quick date and this guy, he seems okay. I might do a second date with him, but I'm going to keep dating because he's yeah. still a stranger. So I'll meet yeah, other yeah. men as well. It's like, okay, I found a dress that fits well, but here's five more dresses that I think could be really pretty. So I need to try them all on and then I'll figure out which is the best one for me. Yeah. But you're not sleeping with all the dresses or the men. <laughs> Uh, totally. And that's what I originally uh, meant with, uh, are you uh, meeting these guys parallel? Because that's the, like, that's another thing I was taught just to declutter old beliefs. I was taught that if you meet a guy, if you date a guy, then you're already kind of exclusively only date this guy. And it's, it's not polite or uh, to date other guys because you're dating already this guy and you have he may have his hopes up and you're going and dating other guys, which is basically rude. I was, um, that's right. kind of how we were taught. Yeah. But so. that's because you were going to lock that guy down. Yeah. 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 I yeah. was get the wallets. And even though you guys were different, it's still get that man. And when you're not that concerned about so many men, so little time, it's like going to a buffet. And when you open yourself out, it's like, oh, I can try all these different guys out. It's sort of fun. And yeah. you don't want, if you want a long-term relationship, you don't want to do sex until you're more committed. Because once you start having sex, then hormones go and you get bonded, even though you don't really know them. And, you know, like mm -hmm. I hear about the first date that lasted three days and they had the fabulous time and great sex and all this. And then the guy ghosts them. Yeah. Well, they may have had a great time, but the guy was still a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so you want to, before you get intimate, you want to make sure that you know enough about this person, which is more than a half hour interview or more yeah. than a half hour conversation. And I want to just say something. So I, I haven't been in the dating game in a long time, but what I remember for me, it was usually like the first date, even if the first date went good, that didn't mean yet that the second went good because sometimes the second time you, sh you got together, because it wasn't the first time anymore, it was different. So I had situations where I thought, on the first date, I thought, oh, this is an awesome guy. Yes, I meet him again. And then on the second date, he annoyed the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. So I think just for that, I would think like, not because I want to be prude or, or, or protective of my body or anything, but just for that, I don't want to jump too deep into it and also not spill my whole heart at the right. first date too, you know? Well, it takes time to get to know someone, right? Yeah, yeah. 
that takes time. I mean, if you're going to hire an employee, you don't do it after a three minute conversation. Or exactly. if you are going to buy a car, you probably look at the different cars. You know, we, we do so many things where we invest so much time in deciding what's a great fit for us. And yet we've been trained next guy that walks in the door, he could be the one. Oh my mm -hmm. God, is he the one? Oh, he brought me a $4 box of candy from the drugstore. <gasps> oh my gosh. He's so romantic. I'm like, hello, you are worth more than four bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. So I could talk with you all day. <laughs> but we want to probably give the women out there that want to go dating some time to go dating. So where can right. they find you if they want to learn more about you and your delicious dating approach? If they go to my website, it's CynthiaOfLove.com. So that's my name in English. Um, CynthiaOfLove.com. There's all sorts of information there that can help them out. Yeah, awesome. And I was there and it's a very, very bold colors, very fun website, very like cool videos. Uh, also a place where you can get lost when you want to get your <laughs> mind blown a little bit and declutter from old outdated um, dating ideas and get some new ideas into your head instead. Mm -hmm. So you have any last words of wisdom or um, something you want to get off your chest that I didn't ask you? <laughs> um, I think the last uh, word of wisdom would be to just play with the idea for the women that this is like really a bizarre concept and play with it, check it out, go to the website, do a little research, and it will really impact the quality of your relationships because dating will become fun. It will become easy to meet people. You'll get to choose someone who's a better fit for you, which then means you've got better odds of a long-term relationship. And it's just, it's an opportunity to really open a lot of lovely doors. And it starts with the consideration of the possibility that we actually could be the choosers instead of the chosen. What a concept. Yeah, right? <laughs> be a love shopper, darn it. <laughs> Beautiful last words. Thank you very much, Cynthia, for your time and your wisdom and for the smiles. <laughs> for oh, and thanks for having me here, Connie. It was a really fun conversation. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, my friends, that was my conversation with Cynthia D'Amour. If you want to find out more about Cynthia and her delicious dating approach, you find all the links of the things we were talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find as always at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 47. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 47. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today and listening all the way to the end. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Take good care and stay safe. <laughs>